in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today actually is the last Sunday of the Coptic year. That's why the readings of today and the readings of last Sunday are about the end of the world. Because the end of the year reminds us that our life will end and the whole world will end. Why the church repeated the readings of the end of the world for two consecutive Sundays? Because last Sunday the focus was on watchfulness. The last word in the gospel, what I say to you, I say to all watch. So when we know that our life will end and the world will end, we need to be watchful. Today actually the gospel has another focus. The first words when the disciples asked the Lord, tell us about the sign of your coming, he told them in order not to be deceived. Because at the end of the world, many false prophets, many false Christ will come and we deceive many. As the Lord said, even the elect can be deceived. So the Lord explained to us what are the signs of his second coming in order not to be deceived and also not to be troubled when we face the beginning of the sorrows, which is the wars and the rumors of wars. Also, when we go through the great tribulation, we should not be troubled because God is with us even in the midst of the great tribulation. How to be ready and how to be ready to the end of the world or to the end of our life? The answer to this question is very simple. One word, repentance. Repentance is how to be ready. And the Lord in Luke chapter 13, verse 3 and verse 5, he repeated the same verse twice. Unless you all repent, you will perish. Unless you all repent, you all perish. Repentance is a change of direction. It starts by the renewal of the mind. Be transformed by the renewal of the mind. Repentance is a decision that starts here in your mind. Be transformed by the renewal of the mind. Then it turns into action which is change of direction. What are the reasons why many of us, although we know the importance of repentance and we like to repent and to be ready, but we are not repentant. We don't live the life of repentance. There are many reasons, but I'll try to summarize some important reasons. The first reason is the ego and the weakness of our will. And these are connected with each other. Why connected with each other? In order to do the will of God in repentance, you need to deny your will completely. As St. Paul said, the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. Meaning what? There is a continuous fight between what I want, the desires of the flesh, and what God wants from me. And the more I deny myself, 
the more the will of God actually will be actualized in me. And the more I actualize myself, the more the will of God will be faded in my life. And the person should grow every day to reach this level. As St. Paul said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Many times we want to do the will of God, but our will is against the will of God. Our will seeks the pleasures of the world. Our will seeks the love of money. Our will seeks pride and arrogance. That's why we cannot do the will of God. And unless we ask for the grace of God and submit to his will, our will will be weak. Weak in doing the will of God. Weak because it seeks the pleasures of the world. That's why we need to strengthen ourselves by, in our mind, that is the renewal of our mind. We make a decision that we will follow God to the last breath and we will find against sin till bloodshed. And even if my body desires the pleasures of this world, my heart desires the vanity of this world, but I will deny my will completely in order actually to do the will of God in my life. As St. Paul said, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest after I preach it others, I myself become disqualified. To what extent we are empowering our spirit to follow the will of God and disciplining the carnal man inside us, putting it under control so that carnal man will not antagonize the will of God in me. This is actually one of the most important reasons. The second reason, especially for the young youth or for young people in general, or also for healthy people, that they say, I am young, I still have long life in front of me, or I am healthy, I I don't think I will die, so why should actually I repent now? I can postpone my repentance. This thinking has a lot of deceptive thoughts. The first deceptive thought that death happens only to old people. This is a false statement. Every day we hear about children, infants, youth, adult, old people die. We should not be deceived with this thought that I'm still young, I'm healthy, death is not gonna attack me right now. Also, another deceptive thought, as if the life with God is like a torture or a suffering. That's why I want to postpone it and I want to enjoy the pleasures of the world as much as I can. Then when actually I am old, when I am about to die, I will repent. Definitely Satan try to convince us that life with God is not pleasurable. Life with God is not fun. That's why I need to push my repentance, you know, as much as I can. See the people who are indulged in the pleasures of the world. 
most of them they are not happy they struggle from anxiety they struggle from depression they take many medications just i'm not speaking people people who are medically ill i'm not speaking about this but i'm speaking about people because of their indulgence in the wickedness and the pleasures of the world they are not actually happy because the lord said no peace said the lord to the wicked you will not have peace unless you are with god the real joy and the real happiness comes from our relationship with God, not from the pleasures of the world. And the third deceptive thought that if I postpone repentance, I can find it at any moment. This also a deceptive thought. Although the door of repentance is open at any moment, even at the end of my life, but the more I indulge in the wickedness of the world, the more difficult will be for me to repent. I'm not saying impossible, but it will be more difficult. St. Anthony the Great, he said, it's like a tree, sins and wickedness like a tree. When it is small, then the roots are not very deep. You can actually pluck it out easily. But the more you leave this tree of wickedness to actually extend its roots in the ground, the more difficult you will actually pluck out this tree of wickedness. And he took his disciples to some grass and he told them, can you remove it? They were able to remove it. So he took them to a little bush, tried to remove it. It took some effort from them. Then he took them to a huge tree and told them, try to remove it. They tried to pluck it out. It was very, very difficult for them to pluck it out. When I postpone my repentance, I make it difficult on myself to repent. The fourth deceptive thought here, as if I can trick God, as if God doesn't understand my plan, I will repent at the end of this day. So the message is, I don't love you, I don't love you, God, I don't want to spend my life with you just because of the fear of going to hell. Before I die, I will repent. Do you think that's a sincere repentance? Do you think that this is a true repentance? It's a false repentance. And we cannot mock God. We cannot actually mock God, as St. Paul said in Galatians. God knows the sincerity of our heart. Another reason, actually, that make us not taking our repentance seriously, that we keep ourselves busy and distracted with the world without giving priority to our spiritual life. We are distracted. Some people are distracted by work. They work and work and work and work and work. Some people are distracted by studying. They spend all their life in studying and research. Some people are distracted by the politics of the world. Some people are distracted by the pleasures of the world. So there are many distractions around us. And because of this distraction, I cannot have time to spend with myself and to spend with God to focus on my repentance. Even I can say, even service in the church can be a distraction. 
Sometimes people get distracted with all the activities in the church and they don't focus on their repentance. Some people during the divine liturgy, they are distracted with many, many services and they don't focus on their repentance or their relationship with God. As Pope Shenouda once one time said, you have served the house of the Lord. When will you serve the Lord of the house? You have served the house of the Lord. When you will serve the Lord of the house? Martha was distracted, distracted to serve the Lord as a guest in her house. But Mary chose to sit at his feet to listen to his words. Are we allowing distractions to take us from repentance? In Luke chapter 14, the Lord actually gave us a parable of the king who made a wedding for his son. And people starting to have excuses not to go to the reception. One told him, I bought some land, I need to attend it. The other, I bought some oxen and I need to attend them. And the third, I got married. All these actions are not sinful, but distraction. That's why the king said, none of them will eat my dinner. Why the Lord actually told us this parable? To tell us, don't be distracted. And he told us, in the time of Noah and in the time of Lot, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, building and planting. So all these activities, what we do every day, but what we do every day can be distraction. That's why we don't lose our soul and our salvation with all these distractions of the world. We need to focus on our spiritual life and make everything in our life revolve around God and revolve around our eternal salvation. Another reason why many of us don't take our spiritual life seriously, we feel that living with God is not something good or pleasurable or something we, it will give us happiness in our life. That's why we think about repentance as it's a narrow gate. It's a difficult way. I will not enjoy the life here on earth. And there are actually many deception again in this thought. Because once you start your journey with Christ, the joy that you will experience in your life is uncomparable. That's why young people like Abanoub, like St. Kyriakos, like many, many others, they chose actually to die for the name of Christ. Why? Because they experience in their life the joy of the life with Christ. Yes, it is a narrow gate. Yes, it is a difficult way. But God is with you and God will support you and God will empower you. And the peace that surpasses all understanding, it is inexpressible. That's why we find St. Paul and St. Silas in the prison. They are praising God and glorifying God. They, they were not restrained by the prison because they enjoyed 
the presence of God. So their heart and their mouth actually start to praise the Lord in joy. Don't let Satan deceive you and tell you if you live with God, you will be actually away from the fun of the world and the pleasures of the world. Definitely, this is not true statement. It is falsehood. That's how Satan is trying to convince us. As he said to Eve, our mother Eve, God doesn't want your best interest. God knows if you eat from this tree, you will be similar to him. And God doesn't want you to be similar to him. That's why he asked you not to eat from this tree. The last trees, sometimes we feel the way of repentance is difficult. I, I cannot be like St. George. I cannot be like St. Anthony. I cannot be like St. Stephen. These are great sins. It's very difficult. And when I start the way of repentance, at the beginning, Satan starts to put many obstacles in front of me to make me feel the way is really, really difficult. So uh, I regress back and I say, no, I'm not going to continue in this way. But you need to have a strong heart and knowing that your strength is from God. God actually, all what he wants from you is to be faithful. Victory is from him, but our role is to fight. And as long as you fight, God actually will accept you, even if you continue falling. But every time you fall, you rise again. Every time you fall, you rise again. God actually will accept you, as long as you are faithful in your fight. That's why the Lord said, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He did not tell us, be victorious unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Just be faithful. You are faithful on what is least, I will appoint you on what is much. The victory is granted to us from God when he sees the right time for us to be victorious. But we need actually to be faithful in our fight against sin. That's why today the Lord said, he who endures to the end will be saved. We need to endure, we need to persevere. Yes, even if the the fight and the struggle is uh, fierce, but we need to endure. And in this endurance, God on our right hand, God will support us. God will give you the strength and the grace and the power that you needed in order to defeat the devil. Let us, all of us actually, while we are ending this year and beginning a new year, a new Coptic year, let us to take our spiritual life and our life of repentance seriously so that when God actually calls us to go home, we'll be ready to stand before God and to give an account for our stewardship. Just I like to explain that this year, the Coptic year, is a leap year. And usually the Coptic year is a leap year, one year before the Gregorian year. For example, 2024 is a leap year. February 2024 will be 29 days. 
So usually the year before it, in the September, the Coptic year is a leap year. This year that will end tomorrow is 1739. So it is a leap year. That's why the feast of Nairuz, which is the beginning of the new Coptic year, this year will not be September 11. will be September 12. will be September 12. And all the feasts of the church will be shifted one day. All of them. Until actually February. When February will be 29th, so the calendar, both calendar will match again. So, for example, this year, the fast of the nativity will not start November 25th, will start November 26th, because everything is shifted one day. The only exception that will not be shifted one day is the Feast of Nativity. Why? Because the days from the Annunciation, which April 7 to January 7, these days actually or should be the same, uh, 260 days. So if we add it one day, then the, the days will be 261, not 260. That's why we will celebrate the Feast of Nativity on Kiak 28th, not on Kiak 29th. That's the only exception. In order to make the days of pregnancy, the days of the pregnancy, fixed days. There is no extra day, because if we celebrate on Kiak 29th, this means the days of pregnancy of St. Mary has extra day, which is the day of the leap year. That's why this year we'll celebrate the Feast of Nativity on Kiak 28th. But since the original feast is Kiak 29, so we will celebrate the Feast of Nativity for two days. So this year it will be Kiak 29th and Kiak 28th. 28th and 29th, so we'll celebrate it for two days. May the Lord actually bless all the days and all the years of our life in order to live our life for His glory. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.